0: Love talking.
1: Yes, welcome to Say It Loud. I'm a woman and I'm proud. I am here. I have some fabulous guests on here today. I have Pastor Venus Rouse, who's going to talk about uh, the House of Tamar, and she also has an upcoming event and on this Saturday coming, and that's going to be fabulous. And I just want to welcome everybody here. I got look like I got a. uh, Full House and I love it That is so much fun And we're going to start in just a couple minutes So just hang on a minute All right, all right. We are here. We are here uh, with um, Pastor Venus Routh. I also have Pastor Mark Routh. I heard someone say Diane.
0: Hello? Yes. I heard Hello, someone Diane. Diane.
1: I heard another name, but it, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm just glad everybody's here. We're going to start with uh, Pastor Venus Ralph and tell us about... Um, what she has going on next Saturday And um, talk about healing And healing the soul So we're going to start with um, Pastor uh, Venus So go right ahead
2: uh, good, good evening everyone um, It is an honor and a privilege To be able to have this time To to share with everyone About um, our ministry The House of Tamar World Outreach Ministries Uh, We have chose um, to utilize social media um, as much as possible to um, just share um, about our ministry, uh, what our purpose and our goal is. Um, We're a new ministry. We've been established since 2009, but we're just now getting to a place where we're getting to the point of where we want to Get into a building and really start Pushing the ministry Um, The house of Tamar um, Is something that God Birthed in me about About three years Ago Um, I want to say Let's see this is 2017 Actually about four years ago And um, I was Reading about the story of Tamar um, In the book of Samuel and and it was discussing um, what happened to Tamar. Um, if you're not familiar with the story, um, Tamar is David's daughter, and um, Tamar was raped by her stepbrother, Amnon. And in reading the story, the story really, really touched my heart because in reading what happened, the events that happened, um, after she was raped, um, she was a princess. She was the daughter of King David, so she was, you know, not just your average young lady, but she was a special lady, special girl. And um, in reading the aftermath of the rape, um, the Bible talks about how she was left desolate in her brother's house. Her uh, biological brother was Absalom. But she was left desolate in the house. Um, Her brother had told her basically in so many words, let's just keep this private. We don't want it to go public. But even Mm -hmm. in doing Mm -hmm. that, he told her that because he had already had in mind what he was going to do to get revenge. That was well and fine, but my heart broke when I did not see anyone come back to help Tamar. Uh, Mm -hmm, The Bible mm -hmm. says that she was left desolate in her brother's house. And in reading that story, I said, God, where's the hope in this story? Um, The scripture is full of testimonies and it's full of um, positive outcomes. It's full of um, adversities. It's full of, the Bible is full of, A lot of different things that mimics the things that we go through in our life today. But this got my attention because when you've been raped or violated, and maybe even not a rape, but if you've gone through situations that's taken from you, maybe taken your dignity, taken your integrity, um, it leaves you in an empty place. It leaves a place that's void. And my heart began to really go out to Tamar in this story because that's something that you have to be healed from. If you're never healed from that kind of trauma and that kind of hurt, that kind of pain can cause you to be stagnated for the rest of your life if you never Mm -hmm. come to a place of healing. And it's not anything that you can do yourself. You know, when you've been traumatized like that, you need help outside of yourself in order to get to a place of healing. So that's why my heart went out, because when I thought of her, I thought of the many women, you know, that I see every day, you know, who have been through Mm -hmm. things gone through things, you know, we are really good as women um, dressing up. We can look good. We can put our best makeup on. You know, we can put Mm -hmm. our best pair of high heels on, (laughs) make ourselves look really, really nice, really beautiful. But nobody knows on the inside you have so much pain and so much um, anger and sometimes even bitterness because of things that happen on this life called journey. I'm um, on a journey called life. And that's where you need somebody to be able to come alongside and say, hey, you can get through this. You've got to get through this. you got to make up your mind that you're not going to stay in this broken place or you're not going to stay in this desolate place, but that you're going to live again. And mm-hmm, that's where mm-hmm. our ministry was birthed out of to be able Um, there was a a heart to go back and and get the people that were left behind, that was left still dealing with their trauma or maybe just didn't have the courage to face what happened. It was easier to keep sweeping it up under the rug or keep pushing it back, you know, in the archives of your mind because it's too painful to deal with or... um, I, I I lose everything about me when I think about this. When I have to deal with this, mm-hmm. this, this just takes all my strength out of me. Sometimes situations can happen to you, and they're so traumatic and they're so so um, overwhelming that you you don't have the strength to deal with it, and yes. you need and somebody. And, and
1: else. And it's, it's, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, interject here. It's interesting that this mm-hmm. story. What, what would you say happened? How many years ago? I mean.
2: So many years ago, right? Over 2,000 years ago, if we look at it from the standpoint of the Bible. Yeah. Yes, of
1: the the Bible. And not much has changed due to the fact Mm -hmm. when women are raped.
0: Because Mm -hmm. everything
1: you said goes for what goes on today. Mm -hmm. Uh, If a woman is raped, you know, she doesn't want to tell, don't say anything,
0: keep it inside,
1: Mm -hmm. and it can affect Mm -hmm. your whole entire life.
0: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: this act that has happened. And to the man, it's like, don't say anything. You know, Don't say, whoever mm-hmm. it is, it could be a brother, or family member, it could be a stranger or whatever, don't say anything. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody know that this happened. And, of mm-hmm. course, you go along with it because, for you, it's it's traumatic and it's, a, it's somewhat uh, demeaning and embarrassing to you to have to tell mm-hmm. it to somebody. And, of course, if a family member does it, in the back of your mind, you're saying, I don't really want this person to get in trouble. And she was living in their household, so it wasn't a whole lot she could do at that time. But that's kind of like what's going on today with women when this traumatic act has uh, happened to them. And um, uh-huh. I'm glad that you named your ministry after that because um, uh, it's really uh, – uh, it's not a woman woman's ministry, but it's a woman. Ministry that emphasizes um, Women Am I right or wrong Uh, Pastor
2: It it emphasizes women um, But there's also um, Men Who have gone through as well So the Mm -hmm. ministry Mm -hmm. is named After Tamar But it is designed to minister To people To hurt people To broken people To fragmented people you know people that did not recover from the things that they went through Um, the things that we don't tell is the things that become hidden in our hearts and those hidden things is what slowly destroys us It, it, it it slowly nips away at the person that you were created to be. You know, before that trauma yes. or before yes. that um, incident, you may have been a bubbly person. You may have been an outgoing person. You may have been a person with drive and, you know, a go-getter, able to go go at whatever it was you wanted in life and 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 um, achieve it. But when yes. these type of things happen, it takes something from you and it leaves you in a place where you look at life differently. You look at people yes. differently. You look at yourself yes. differently because it's like you don't. sometimes you don't know how to describe what you have went through. You just know I'm not the same. I'm not the same person that I was before. I don't look the same. I don't act the same. I don't sound the same. I don't have the same motivation that I have. I had it takes something from you And the hidden Issues is what slowly Makes you sick as a person It doesn't only affect You emotionally but it affects you Mentally and if it Stays long enough it will Start manifesting sickness In your body
1: Okay
0: okay
1: You're
2: absolutely absolutely right
1: And does anybody else want to come in On this and um, uh, Talk about this is on the line. I guess not. <laughs> Nobody said it. okay. All right, that's okay. That's okay. So, um, yes.
2: Okay, go ahead. It's not an easy subject to talk about, and that's why I I don't limit it to just rape. This is a story in the in the scriptures that stood out to me because it's like so many people that we see today. Um, mm-hmm. they, it may not be rape. You know, it may be some type of addiction. You know, it may be grief. Um, life tends to uh, throw some punches, and you've got to know how to come back. And the first decision in coming back from a traumatic situation is you've got to make up your mind that you want to live. Exactly.
1: I got you. It's true.
2: So um, the one thing that I, found, uh,
1: that I li- found about your ministry and what I liked about your ministry and I understand about your ministry is that if something traumatic has happened to you, and it could be anything, it could be, you know, uh, it could be rape or it could be that you're being abused. It can be you lost a loved one and you don't know how to pick up the pieces and move on. It can be any type of trauma, maybe something that happened 20 or 30 years ago, your church uh, it welcomes um, people to uh, let let it out or not so much in church. I would you know, go to church and maybe you don't want the whole world to know about the fact that you are going through some type of trauma, but they can talk to you and find some healing or find a place of peace by talking with you because you understand that. How does that process work? If I come to you and I say, um, I'm in a very abusive relationship, I'm not working right now, and um, uh, the man I'm living with has, he he makes all the money,
3: how how
1: can you help me get out of this situation? Now, now, I'm not saying, you know, go to their house and get you out of there Give me some type of comfort how I can get out of this situation. I kind of felt that your church was really into that. Is that not true?
2: Well, the one thing that um, I want to say in regards to helping people, um, I believe in the power of prayer, and I also believe in the word of God, um, because everything I may not have an answer to, But what I don't have an answer to, the word of God has the answer. And that is the final authority that I live by and that this ministry lives by. Um, Yes, we're open to talk with people about what they've gone through. Um, I believe people need that outlet to be able to express you know, what they're what's going on or what's happened to them or the things that they deal with secretly and, and, and don't have the courage to really talk about. You know, I believe there's, you know, space for um the private sessions to take place. And and, and that's needed because um when you're dealing with those type of situations you need to be in a non threatening atmosphere or what uh, my husband and I like to call um, a non-judge, uh, a no-judge-free zone or a judge-free zone um, because mm-hmm. most people refuse to even admit that they even have an issue or that they're really having some rough times because they're afraid they're going to be judged. They're afraid Definitely. that they're going to be looked at differently once they admit this happened to me. Or once they admit right. that I did this, or whatever the confession is, people sometimes hold things longer than they need to because they're afraid that they're going to be judged. And and that's and that's, another... a, that's a
1: thing that yeah I, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to interject Go this here. When uh, some churches will say, okay, anybody want to come up and uh, and and testify? And mm-hmm. and and then we have people that come up in front of the church, and there's lots of. Pre- People there, parishioners there, and they come and they they testify, and sometimes they they say some things that you know they're you know I can't believe that you went through all that and I went through all that, and the whole church knows about um what you've been through, and um, you thinking to yourself that you know this is uh, this is a closed society, and I can tell anything I want. This is the church, right? This is a the, this is the house of the Lord. I can tell the church that I was this or that or, or or you know, whatever I want to say. And then this information ends up out in the street um, or ends up, you know, coming back to that person in a not a, a positive way. How does your church handle that if someone comes up and testifies about what they used to do? Um, how do you handle that?
2: Well, I guess, well, I guess it kind of depends on how they're coming up. But when you said that the scripture that comes to my mind, the scripture talks about how we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimonies. Um, testimony is not a negative thing. Um, testimonies is an opportunity to share what God has done for you you know not necessarily to highlight, you know, well the devil did this to me and the devil did that to me, but to highlight how you overcame. To highlight, you mm-hmm. know what? I've had a rough time. Um I'm I'm not all the way through my situation, but I'm making progress. Or, you know, right. I'm, you know, right. I'm a new I'm new to God and I'm still having some issues. I'm struggling in some areas, but I thank God that I'm making progress. I'm 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 not cussing like I used to. I used to cuss all the time. Every other word was a cuss word. I don't do it as much now. We overcome by our testimonies. Our testimonies give us the opportunity to show our scars.
3: Testimonies, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when
2: people hear testimonies, it allows them to understand and know what God is capable of doing. And one thing that's really near and dear to Uh, My heart with our ministry um, Is that people feel comfortable Coming to the altar For whatever they need Um, Over the years The altar has become A place of shame And I say that because Sometimes people have had to go Back and forth to the altar Three times Four times Ten times However long it takes For you to get the breakthrough That you need that's how many times you come to the altar.
1: Okay, okay. So, God ain't worried
2: uh, I, about I, I, how many times you mess up because he says his grace is sufficient. And what that means is you can mess up 20 times, and he said he'll multiply that grace all those 20 times that you right, messed up. Right, I got you. Up. That's how much he loves us.
1: And I'm thinking about uh, uh, people that have uh, addictions Especially drug addictions, because I used to work in that field, and uh, God was like their their main thing. You know, God, I gotta I gotta believe in God. I, I gotta lean on God for strength. And when they would fall, uh, relapse, they would have to come back and say, "Yes, I relapsed yesterday, but I'm here today, and I'm gonna start all over again." And then you know they may come back on uh, a weekly basis. Um, and uh, talk about you know the, you know I fell again uh, you know can, you know God needs to help me. Is there any in- intervention that you and your husband, which is uh, Pastor Mark Rouse, um, would you know pull this person to the side? I see you are really struggling. You know, is there something that we can do, or or is there something that we can counsel you? Um, because you really you really are some intervention, do you do that?
2: Well, now, the one thing that um, is very important to us because we understand we we definitely want to teach the principles of the word because the word does work, but we also have to combine other resources when you 're dealing with drug addictions, you do need mm-hmm. professional people um, in play that is able to deal with them from the medical side of things so that they're mm-hmm. getting help from the medical side. In other words, we want a balanced ministry. We don't just want to preach church and make and, and present church like everything is so mystical. And, you know, if you jump up and down three or four times, you know, and um, jump and shout and, you know, turn cartwheels, everything is going to be okay. But no, right. God wants us, God has put, things in place um to go with ministry we need the resources we need people that are um that are trained um with addiction we need people who are are trained in you know traumatic situations so with the combination of the word of god and the um the um i'll call them our secular resources like our you know um our medical doctors, our, you know, counselors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we need the combination of both to bring balance to that person, to help bring them to a place of restoration. So yes, the yes. Bible and the church is there to support them, to help them to get back up. So I know you fell, Get back up again. Well, this is my 20th time falling. Get up again. You don't stop fighting until you get what you need from God. Our job is to teach them to believe in the principles of what God says or to have faith. Um, the, uh, a beautiful scripture in the uh, in the word says, without faith it's impossible to please God. And then he turns around and says, if you have mustard seed faith, do you know how small a mustard seed is? It's almost, it's probably barely bigger than the top of a stick pen.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Or a little push pin mm-hmm. That's all the faith that he told us we needed to have And we would move God to move on our behalf If we had just that much faith
1: So now, my job um,
2: as oh, I'm
1: sorry I, I, um, I wanted to say The name of your ministry is again Because I don't think we really got that out The, the House of I know a, it, The, the house, house of Tamar The House of
2: Tamar World Outreach Ministry
1: Right. okay, beautiful, 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 mm-hmm. uh, so uh, uh, the, the the reason why I asked that question is um, uh, your church does plan on having resources for um for people also, because if someone comes in and they say, "Well, you know, me and my family, and there are lots of resources in 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 the city. Uh, mm-hmm. food pantries are all over the place.
0: Mm-hmm. But if
1: someone comes in, you can direct them to places where they can obtain resources for their families uh, in exactly. the city of Milwaukee.
2: Exactly. So it's our, um, own, our goal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Our goal is to be, we call it a total man's ministry uh, because we're wanting to meet the needs of the total man. Yes, they need Jesus. Yes, they need, you know, whatever it is they need from God, but Sometimes it's not enough just to give them Jesus or give them the Bible. If they haven't eaten, they need to eat. We need to feed them. If they yes. don't have a place to stay, um, yes, they want God. Yes, they love God, but kind of hard to focus on that part of it if they don't know where they're going to lay their head.
1: Yes. So yes. that's yes.
2: why we yes. we our ministry will have resources in place so that we can help the needs of the total man. So our, it, it, we believe in balance. So it's not just going to be a spiritual diet that they're getting, but there, there's going to be balance. There's going to be some practical things that um, that we want to help people to come into the knowledge of so they are balanced people. We want to um, help believers and help those that may not even be familiar with church to um become balanced and learn the love of God and be balanced in all areas of their life you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we use the term sometimes I think I may have heard you here uh, use the term you know the holy rollers or you know the people that seems to be just you know so much with church and nothing else but we want to be um, well rounded people people who love mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. but people who also mm-hmm. enjoy their life And Uh, and, and experience what it means to be healed from their issues so that they can live a fulfilled life.
1: Right. Um, uh, Churches in seven days a week, 24 hours a day.
2: True. But actually, no, it's not, because you, you don't stay in the four walls 24 hours a day. But what you do um, have outside of the four walls is your relationship with God. The Bible says okay. that it's not the, the brick and mortar, that's the church. We're the church. I'm the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're the church. You know, um, it,
1: that that comes into my mind because uh, I'm not a regular church gore, but I, mm-hmm. people will say that I'm a spiritual person, though. You know, I I mm-hmm. believe in God. I believe in fair play. I believe in treating people with respect. Um, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't commit crimes. I, I, I try not to lie. <laughs> you know, you can't say you mm-hmm. never tell a lie. You know, you may bend the truth a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is are you still a Christian? What is a Christian? Because I hear that a lot. I had this this one young lady who uh, was supposed to do something uh, and didn't do it, and was mm-hmm. knew she had to do it, but then she said. I don't want to get mad uh, because I'm a Christian. And um, I was like, well, if you would have done what you were supposed to do, we wouldn't even be in this situation. But that word Christian comes up a lot. I'm a Christian, so I'm not, you know, I. Uh, it, it's like a, a a secret secret society sometimes to me when people say, mm-hmm. and it's not a negative. I'm not saying it's negative because, you know, what is a Christian? What is a what, what is a Christian? Because there's so many different religions. You can be Catholic. You can be Muslim. You can, and, and that's your choice. And that's the great thing about America. You can choose whatever religion you want to be. So that's that's marvelous. But what is the true definition of a Christian?
2: Well, the word Christian um, is derived from the word Christ or to be Christ-like. But okay. Christian is something that is that is used very loosely because in our society you know we'll we'll say, well, I'm a Christian, but still do everything that we're accustomed to doing. We'll say I'm a Christian, you know, but um I may still party or I'm a Christian, you know, but you know I still you know do do my thing, you know. But I'm a Christian, so now Christian is um, a loose term, but I like to use the term believer because when you are a believer, the Bible talks about how we have to be transformed. And what it means to be transformed is that when you're in the process of becoming quote unquote Christ like, there should be some changes going on in how you think, in what you do. There should be some changes. Um, whenever you sit up under the word of the Lord, whenever you sit up under teaching, there should be something in that word, something in that message that you're hearing. That deals with the things in you That's not quite right And when I say deal with you Where the word of God Turns the mirror on you And allow you to see you for you And God is Very special in the fact that He knows how to deal with all of us Um, He's not going to deal with Me like he deals with you He's not going to deal with you Like he deals with me But God knows us He understands us He created us So As we're becoming Christ-like, there should be some changing going on. There should be some transformation in our character so that when we say we're a Christian, things in our life, how we do things, how we act, how we react, starts looking like Christ, starts looking like what we read in Scripture. So it's not so much about saying I'm a Christian But when you're saying I'm a Christian, that means something is changing in your life every day. The more I read about Jesus, the more I read about his life, the more I read about the miracles, the more I read about how people's lives were impacted by Jesus, those things that I read about starts to take root in me, which also starts to um, cause me to change the way I look at things because of what I read in his word. Okay, so if I want to,
1: I I, um, I used to hear years ago. I don't hear it so much. I'm been reborn. I'm a reborn Christian. I don't hear that very often now. Um, but um, you said Christian like, what does? How do you do that? I mean, um, if you're a person you've never really done anything horrible, um, and some <laughs> people have, haven't? You know, we have we haven't been in jail. They have never. Really hurt anybody um, how do you start to say well now i'm going to be christian like how do you what is the first step of that? I guess it's a journey. What is the first step of that journey?
2: It is everybody is different, so my struggles might be a little bit different than the next person's. you know if I had problems with unforgiveness, for instance, then I'm going to be looking at how Jesus handled situations that could have made him bitter. And I'm going to look at how he responded to those things, what he did in order to overcome bitterness. You know, even the most um, moral person still has a need for Christ in their life. Yes, they may be moral, moral, never did anything wrong, but... We, Our minds are still thinking. We have, we think things that's not right. So sometimes our actions and everything may be moral, but what's going on in our heart? What are you thinking? Sometimes we can look wonderful on our outside, but our minds might not be thinking correctly. I, we might not have good thoughts. We might not be, you know, we might not have the mind of Christ when it comes down to how we think about things. Um We might be negative, for instance, something as small as thinking negative, and really that's not small, that's really big. Because if you're constantly thinking negative, then it affects how you see life, it affects how you see people, it affects other areas in your life. But thinking negatively, God, God deals with in the word about something about Something like thinking negatively. So little things like that where we see we have areas that we can overcome in, that's where we use the word of God to say, okay, how do I deal with thinking negatively? Now that I understand that thinking negative um, does not help me to grow, but it actually stagnates me. Lord, how do I learn how to think positively now? What does your word say about negativity, and how do I change this? The word of God is Mm -hmm. there to show you how to change that. And as you apply the word of God to your life, that's when transformation starts to come as you apply the word that you read. So it's not something that's going to happen overnight and all of a sudden you're going to be this super christian person you're going to be walking this journey your whole christian life because we're not perfect people we got issues
1: we all right do. exactly exactly so Sometimes every I day feel like... we're
2: striving to be more like christ we're striving every right. day the more we look at ourselves and say mm, i thought i overcome that and i hmm, this is happening again. So now i got to go back to the Word and figure out, okay, God, I thought I got rid of that. So now we're back into Why? the Word saying, okay, I want to overcome this, Lord. Show me how to overcome this. So the more we get our lives connected with his Word and what he says to do in his Word, when we apply it, that's when we start to overcome. That's when our... Christianity or our life As a believer begins to grow And to transform the more We read his word Now the, the thing That is. I have
1: a problem with uh, With um, uh, Not so much Christianity but, but Life life in general Is uh, mm-hmm. forgiveness and I know a lot of People um, lately Have had to uh, do a lot of Forgiving especially with the Crimes that have been committed uh, mm-hmm. When they take a loved one, is taken from mm-hmm. you, and um, you don't understand why did this happen. Uh, mm-hmm. They were too young to go. They never hurt mm-hmm. anybody. Um, mm-hmm. They were they were
0: they,
1: they were they were a child, and mm-hmm. you lose your child through uh, the ignorance of somebody else who has committed a, a, a unspeakable crime. Maybe they didn't intend on hurting this person, but. Uh, Bullets don't have names on them. So I don't understand sometimes how people will say, well, I forgive that person for what they did, and I hope they turn themselves in. And the anguish and the pain has to be just unbearable to know that your child is not coming home or you have to bury your child and you have to keep uh, forgiveness in your heart. Well, I forgive that person, I forgive that person. And... um, Uh, And if they don't, it's not Christian-like. How do you handle that? Because I'm sure someone has come to you and said, you know, I'm a Christian. This horrible, horrible thing has happened to me, and I just talk to God every day, and I keep asking why, 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 but I'm not getting an answer. And Uh you don't want to forsake God, because some people have. You know, in the Bible, Uh was, was it... You know, Job's wife was saying. I know a little bit about the Bible. Uh, Job's wife was saying all these horrible things had happened to him, and you should forsake God for this. You know, he got sick. He lost. He lost all his everything he had, and uh, you know, he had to stay. You know, I still love God. God is still with me, and you know, how do you handle that, or how do you talk to someone that has lost somebody and? Um, keep keep them thinking that you know God is still there for them because some people just think that you know how could how could how could God let this happen to me how do you deal with that
2: well that is hard and that's not an that's easy question that's very hard no,
1: it's, a, it's, it's hard, not. It's a hard <laughs> because we don't know what God is thinking you know we don't know why he why this happened to to you but they say uh bad things happen to good people was a book that was out with that. And uh, some people just don't understand why. You know, you can say, why, 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 why my son, why me, or even if someone is to get sick or develop cancer. And you say, well, you know, why me, God? Why, why, why? And people want answers. And sometimes they do turn to spiritual, uh, spiritual advisors for some kind of something. How could you... Help them, or how could you comfort them in this time of need?
2: That is difficult, and and it's tread carefully for one. Yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Saying the wrong thing at the wrong time can make things a lot worse. Um, yes, but
1: yes, when
2: you yes deal with the unforgiveness part cuz i i i get that and i don't think there's anyone that has never that hasn't dealt with unforgiveness at some point in their life um and in dealing with unforgiveness unforgiveness is something that draws and drains from the person that's holding it
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It
2: drains you because you're constantly remembering what that person did. You're constantly reliving what happened. You're constantly yes. reliving the emotions that um, was attached to it. You're, you it's the, the it's the the issue or the event plays back like a tape in your head of yes. what happened to reinforce and strengthen that unforgiveness in your heart. But the other side of that is the unforgiveness that you're holding against the person or the persons, whoever they may be. Those people are sleeping at night. Yes. Those people have moved on with their life. Yes. And here you are stuck in a place where you can't go on in life You can only go so far and have more setbacks than you do um, go forward because the unforgiveness is in your heart. Unforgiveness stagnates you.
1: Yes, that's what they say. Unforgiveness leaves you in a
2: place where you can't move forward. And so, in essence, the unforgiveness is basically... Causing you to be a captive and a victim, because this happened to me. And some, in some cases, sometimes people are holding stuff for five and ten years, and and longer until
1: the day they die. That that anger, sometimes that, till the that, day
2: they die, they die. But yeah, look yeah. how much power! Look how much power that has over you. Oh yes, you can't enjoy oh, yes, life because. Somebody said something to you, and they don't know that you know what they said triggered you to remember how you got hurt ten years ago, yeah, but you're living yeah. in a place where anything somebody says, anything somebody do can be a trigger that will set you off and cause you to go back and relive the hurt that you went through five, ten years ago, or however long it was very very much so because yeah.
1: What happened to me was somebody had done something to me uh, many years ago and I um, happened to have run into them and um, they were like acting like oh hi how you doing and bye you know I'm so happy to see you and all this and they were like Mm -hmm. I was looking at this person like are you out of your mind do you you remember (laughs) and they were like what are you talking about you don't remember what happened and they said Oh, no, I haven't thought about that in years. I thought you forgot about that. And I'm sitting there holding it in um, all this time,
0: you know, about,
1: about what they did. And this person didn't even remember, didn't have a clue as to what I was talking about or how I felt or how you made me feel or how you hurt me or how you wounded me, how you affected my whole entire life. And I had thoughts of, of committing a crime. Well, I would be sitting in jail, and this person
2: had not a clue.
0: Mhm. So look really, how much time really you me. lost
2: by holding that. Yeah. Look how much stress yeah. you know you you endured and went through because you were holding on to that situation and holding on to that hurt when it yes. would have been easier to say, you know what, this did happen to me, I'm gonna forgive them and move on. I'm not gonna forgive them for them, I'm gonna forgive them for me. I'm gonna mm-hmm. forgive them mm-hmm. so I can be free and I can move on with my life. But you know the what, Bible you know also what says that if we don't forgive our brother that God won't forgive us. So the other Why? thing is, no, how many times have we we needed to be forgiven?
1: Yes, yes, yes. It, it that is so true. And uh, what really um, made it for me, what what really um, healed me, was the fact that I was able to say something.
0: Mm -hmm. about
1: it to this person and then they finally did say i'm sorry Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and that made me for it made me feel better that at least they Mm -hmm. said oh i didn't think about that in years but you know if you i'm sorry if i really hurt you by what i did and all of this and and it Mm -hmm. sounds legit you know the person was sorry Mm -hmm. That went about what happened, but the fact that I held it in for all those years was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't. You know, sometimes you subconsciously you put stuff in the back of your head, or you mm-hmm. put something in it, it. You you store it inside of you, and you don't think about it until you see that person. I haven't thought about this in years. Now I see this person. I I'm going to tell them what had, what how I feel. So I, I uh, forgiveness is. I don't know if that's a tough one for. Um, a lot of people. I don't know if you run into that. Is it hard for... Um, it is.
2: Forgiveness is tough. Is it, is it hard? Something that, yeah, but it's something that you have to keep doing, and sometimes you've got to talk to yourself. And Because you, me, I know that when I pray, I want God to hear me when I pray. And the Bible teaches about how when we don't forgive others, how do we expect God to... Hear our prayers. He won't hear our prayers if we have unforgiveness in our heart. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. I need
2: my prayers That's answered. Right. I, um I I, I need God to answer good, my prayers. That sounds prayer. good
1: in theory. What you say? It sounds good in theory, but when it yes. comes down to it, you know, people can do some really
2: outlandish they things. Can. I don't, and, and, I, and, uh, I, and so I and I'm not going to tell you it's going to happen overnight. Sometimes you have to keep telling yourself, I forgive them. I forgive them until that mm-hmm. thing gets into you to the point where you actually do. Because sometimes situations, your your anger is actually justified, and you have the right to be mad, and you have the right to be angry. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay, am I going to stay here? It's like I talked at the beginning. you got to decide, are you going to let this unforgiveness stay here? and cause me to to, um, be stressed out all the time, cause me not to be able to sleep, take away from the person that I am. I'm holding this unforgiveness. I'm not the happy person I was. This is doing something to me. You just said in your situation that that person had moved on. They were happy, and here you are. You run across them, and they're happy-go-lucky and wonderful, forgot about everything. And here you are, been bound the last couple of years and still mad because of what they did, and they've moved on.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I actually I had told somebody that, uh, too, that that's the way it works. But, you know, you can tell somebody else that, but when it comes down to you, you know it's different, you know what I'm saying. But then right. you didn't even think that that, that affected you. That's, that is excellent advice uh, to give somebody, but then they're, then they're thinking, well, you don't know how I feel inside. You don't know the pain I've been through. And you, you can't feel what I feel, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you can't. You can't mm-hmm. feel what somebody else is feeling, but um, I want to address your upcoming event because I'm going to be there, and tell us mm-hmm. about that and the date and the time and location and what's it all about. So give us okay. tell us a little bit about that.
2: Um, my husband and I were really excited. Uh, we're going to be starting the House of Tamar, and we're going to be opening. Um, with a women's conference, and it um, our sa- our services are going to be on Saturday evening. Saturday evening, so
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, gives the opportunity for those that may want to visit, they can come and visit and still go to their uh, their church on Sunday. So,
0: mm-hmm. kind of gives mm-hmm. some freedom
2: there. Um and the location that um God blessed us with we're really excited about it um it's called Grace Fellowship Church of Milwaukee mm-hmm. and it's at thirty eight seventy nine north port washington road
1: mhm beautiful location okay, that,
2: just beautiful mhm- um, we're really happy about it um our services are going to be um between six and nine PM. That's our um time for service. Now I'm not saying we're gonna do a whole three hours, but that's the time that mm-hmm. we've set aside for um our worship services. And we're going to be opening up with our our women's conference. Um mm. I will be one of the speakers. And okay. then our second speaker is um from our uh, pastor in Chicago that's connected to our ministry, um, Janine Weathersby, Prophetess Janine Weathersby. She will be speaking um, on that night as well. And we are looking to uh, just have a great time in our new beginning as far as the ministry is concerned, but also we, we're going to um, really um, explain to people and share with people the ministry, share about um, Tamar, go go a little bit deeper. And um, just it's going to be a great time, but this is going to be our, our big, I call it our big opening celebration day for the House of Tamar Ministry. So uh, mm-hmm, we're really mm-hmm. excited about it. And our services will be on Saturdays, again on Saturdays mm-hmm. from 6 now, to 9. Now, I opened p. up everything I, I don't
1: mean to interrupt you, uh, Pastor. I opened up mm-hmm. so if anybody wanted to contribute to that, um, that that Saturday, which is this coming Saturday. Anyone wanted to contribute to that, I opened up the lines for everybody. If anybody wants to jump in and, and go more into detail about that, um it's like a grand opening? Yes, just, yes, yes. Go ahead, hon.
3: Hallelujah. This is Pastor <laughs> Rouse. I I go am ahead, enjoying Pap. my wife. I am enjoying her. Tremendously, and, and what she was sharing with you about the, the, the date on, on that Saturday, the doors open at 530, so that, okay. that everyone will get in there to be blessed. And, again, it's, it's called the Daughters of Tamar, uh, Sisters in a Struggle. Our job, my wife's job and Pastor Janine's job will be to show you how to come out of your struggle. I am so excited about these two power-packed women that are going to be dropping it like it's hot in the house. Okay. I'm excited, and and, 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 and I, I enjoyed that and everything. But there was something that my wife said, and, 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 and if I can touch on that, and it was dealing Go with ahead. the testimony of the saints. Your testimony don't have to even be – a testimony is also where you ain't got to stand in front of a bunch of people. If you're telling me you want to give your testimony to us privately, you can do that. Because for the simple fact, you are, you you are going to be healed in your testimony, so that your life can be changed. My wife and, and God has given her such an awesome vision of the ministry, and uh, we're both of us, but He's given it to her because she has the heart. She is the heart and soul of the ministry. She has the heart. Mm-hmm. She has the heart and compassion for our sisters. Not saying that I don't, but I, I believe that she has the key and the answer. To every woman's problem, every woman's situation, or whatever your problems may be, or whatever hidden issue that you want to get off your chest, the House of Tamar will be your your place of deliverance and your place of freedom. And we are excited about it. I'm excited about that woman of God on the phone, right there, Pastor Venus Rouse, who's going to just bring such a powerful word. I I am going to sit back and let her minister to me.
1: Wonderful. Oh, that's awesome right there. Okay. So it's like a Women's Day kind of thing going on there, huh? hmm Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, we do, We, you know, sometimes we, we work so hard, and we do forget about us, and sometimes we do need some encouragement, and we need to, mm-hmm. need to hear something positive. And I like what you said, uh, Pastor Venus, about being positive, because it is so easy just to get down when you hear about all the horrible things Sometimes it's happening and things aren't going the way you would like them to go in your life, and it's really easy to get down and feel bad. And to go listen to uh, somebody uh, interesting and also exciting and able to bring some joy and some type of positivity to your life is just a wonderful thing. So I definitely will be there. And I'm not a churchy person. Y'all know that. I'm not a churchy person. (laughs) I'm just what's being honest. I'm not, you that? know, y'all, y'all lucky. I'm coming to see y'all, cause uh, you know I understand <laughs> what you're trying to do, and I understand.
3: But you know um, what? The good thing um, about that, Miss Wanda, what's the what's the good, good about thing about that? Is that our church? We are we are for the church and unchurched. So you don't have to be churchy. You don't have to be religious. You don't have to be any of that. All you have to do is come with a need and watch God move.
1: Mhm. So I could. So you could, So is this like a dressy, dressy thing? It's on Saturday night, but is it a come as you are kind of church thing, or
3: or come oh, yeah, wherever, where come Where would you want to
1: within go. reason? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes.
3: Mhm. You don't we have don't to get have all to.
1: dressed up and wear the big hat. I mean, no. I love that. I love seeing the uh-huh. women look beautiful. I do. You know, so I really like that. But you can just say, Hey, it's Saturday. I need to hear. I need something in my life. And I just mm-hmm. want to come down mm-hmm. here, and relax, and, and and listen to, you know, something positive.
0: Mm hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. As would, you are,
1: yes. Come as you are. I like that. Come as you are. Okay, because mm-hmm. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. So again, <laughs> um, I want you to give the address. I want you to, to, to talk about the event, where it's what it's about, and uh, who's going to be talking, and uh, is it going to be like a social thing too afterwards? You you can mingle and talk to people and and do we yes. expect women yes. to Because I know that pa- Pastor Rouse you you are ministering to men also, aren't you Pastor? Yes. Oh yes. So I we am expect ministering men would be man. there
3: too. Yes. Yeah. They are there. I will be ministering to the sons of Thunder.
1: Oh, Sons of Thunder. Okay. Okay, uh Pastor Rouse uh uh Venus, tell us um uh, um again where it's at and, and what it's about and that thing so nobody forgets. And they can write it down uh, and uh, make sure that their Saturday, this coming Saturday, the 22nd at 530, and give us that information again.
2: That's okay. August the 12th. That's going to be August 12th on um, oh, August. this 22nd this Saturday. August that was the next thing per- I was going to bring is the conference call. It's not this Saturday? No, that's the <laughs> conference call. That was the next part. This is the open service. Oh, my audits. God. No. Oh, my
1: God. So I'm thinking it was just Saturday. Y'all told me I had to work this week. Okay,
0: no, all, right, no. all right, all right,
1: all right. I got it. Now tell me the date and when it is so I can get, the, we can get it straight. So I, can, I can get it straight. I didn't anybody else Me. So it's
2: that, at Grace Fellowship <laughs> it is it. Church of Milwaukee. The okay. like address is thirty eight seventy nine North Port, Port Washington Road. Okay. That's in Milwaukee. Um uh, okay. services are on Saturday from six to nine PM. Doors will open at 5.30. 30. And August twelfth. That is our opening August day. 12.
1: August twelfth. August twelfth.
2: Okay, okay, okay. I gotta I gotta rewrite stuff then. I'm thinking okay. <laughs> I just wanted that someone told me it was this bad day. Um, On Saturday the 22nd, that's when I will start um, my conference call line uh, where I will, that will be an opportunity to minister to women and perhaps Mm -hmm. answer some questions they may have. Um, The first one is going to be on Saturday, July 22nd of 2017
1: so they can call
2: you and ask you questions about
1: the ministry and about the um the um um what is it, the anniversary starting on the 12th of um August
2: they can, they can call in if they have questions or if they're calling in and they have a prayer request and they want prayer um oh okay i will pray with them over um over the phone um this is just a time to encourage and build women um, I may share mm-hmm. some things from the Word of God um, to to encourage and to inspire and to help our women. Uh, we live in some rough days right now, and everybody at some point in time needs some encouragement and need needs um, something to uplift their spirits. We're facing a lot, so it's you know basically a time to encourage the women um pray pray with the women if someone wants prayer that'll be an opportunity to um there'll be an opportunity to have prayer with whoever would like to have prayer at that time
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, and that's mm-hmm. going to take place um on Saturday the 22nd um from 4:30 to
1: 5:30 wow okay great now
2: i know now i got it straight
1: now even i didn't have it straight i thought that the um the event was this saturday uh, but that's fine. I think that's a wonderful thing. I have to call in and, and have a prayer, a prayer for me. Uh, that's nice, you know. And people can talk about, you know, whatever. And that's nice that women will have a place to go where they can, you know, just just talk to you, and and you can minister to them. 'Cause everybody yeah, can't or just get to church.
2: share. Sometimes you just you yeah. know, we as women sometimes we just need to share. You know, it it sometimes it helps to just to be able to talk about some things, get it out and 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 have some, you know, people that's praying for you to support you in whatever it is you're going through. So it's you know, it's not about, you know, you don't have to be somebody that's as you like to say, wander religious. You know, if you're someone that no, may no,
1: not attend church, no, don't, don't get me wrong. Now I'm not. I, I just, I said <laughs> religious. I'm not the devil person. either. Now, come on now. I don't have no, demons at all no, that. I'm a very nice individual. But in I'm saying is to you know, to go to church every Sunday, and you know, and say you know, and have my Bible out and trying to find the passages. No.
0: It's
2: <laughs> in the Bible. Because you know me, but you, know, point, me. But you know It's for everybody. You don't have either. to be you don't have to be a member of a church. It's for anybody. There you if go. You and call it's in and say, hey, you know." Yeah, I had a rough day and I, I just want some prayer. Can okay. I have prayer today? And that that's perfect. There you go. Fine.
3: Okay, I got
1: you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Now don't get don't get yeah. get, get 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 it wrong. Now nah, I, I believe I'm a believer. You know, but you know, come on now. It's not going to be every Sunday. Sometimes I have to do stuff on Sunday. You
0: know? wow, yeah, and then
1: you're, you're this is great because it's Saturday, and it's and 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 it's in the um, in the evening, so to speak. So you're not going to be sleepy yeah. and tired. You know, right? <laughs> That's my problem when I go to church. I, sometimes I'm a little tired, <laughs> and I see other people too. You know, they're kind of nodding off. You got to go, got to hit them in, the, in their ribs to wake them up. You know, I'm just being realistic, you know. Until you know the mm-hmm. choir starts to sing, or until the end of it, you always know the end because the preacher always gets louder and louder. You know, so, but uh, uh, you know, but I, I don't have to worry about that with you, Pastor Mark, because you're loud all through the sermon. So I, I don't think anybody would be sleeping uh, when you
3: preach. Okay. We ain't got to worry but about about I won't be you. preaching that, a that Saturday, speak. though. What'd you say? My wife will be ministering that Saturday. I won't be I preaching. I know that, she but will you be will be, minister- be ministering
1: in the future. Am I yes, right or wrong? I,
3: yeah, I will be. I will be. I will be doing. Uh, we will be doing it together. And, and there will be a lot of times, what's not happening in the church, a lot of times my wife and I will be tag-teaming in messages. Right.
1: That's exciting.
3: We will be now, ministering together.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Well, we've come to the end, and uh, it's been a beautiful show, and um, very enlightening too, to me uh, because it's it's a positive thing. You know, I don't care what you believe, what your religion is, religion should be positive, and it should be fulfilling, mm-hmm. and it should be uplifting. I don't care what religion it is, and you... Uh, Pastors are very uplifting, and you have really uh, brought joy to my life. So I just want to let you know that. Uh, Thank you. And I'm not just saying that either. You know, I'm not saying that. You have brought a lot of joy to my life. And um, I want to say thank you. Thank you, Pastor Venus. Thank you, Pastor Mark. And whoever's listening, thank you, too, for joining in. Uh, you've been listening to Wanda Williams say it loud I'm a woman and I am proud. And we'll be back next week. And you have a wonderful evening. Thank you. Much love. Bye Bye-bye. bye. Goodbye. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye.